The IBM Cloud Platform Cast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. We're your hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Ian Lynch. And I'm Steve Shokat. And today we have our guest, Adam Arentlicker. Adam is the Director of Offering Management for Horizontal Apps. Hey, Adam, welcome. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Ian, for having me. So we're going to deal with the what is Horizontal Apps later. But uh, let's just start with the easy question for you first. So so we hear a lot about <laughs> you laughing. <here. laughs> I'm laughing. We, we hear a lot about cognitive and I hear a lot about Watson. Now, you know, are they the same? Or are they different? Um, so it's an interesting question and it comes up a fair amount. OK, um, a lot of people in the market, in the industry think about Watson and they think of the use cases behind Watson as artificial intelligence. Right. In other words, in some, in some respects, mimicking human, taking over human decision making. Right. We look at Watson as different. We look at Watson as employing cognitive principles to augment human intelligence. Right. You see this in many use cases in the health sector. So there are many examples where, for example, Watson is providing recommendations for oncology, right? But notice the term I just used, recommendations. The assumption is there's still a doctor or a health mm -hmm. professional that's in the loop to be able to understand those recommendations, understand why, because Watson provides insight on why it's providing recommendations, and then help make effective decisions. It's all about helping people make more effective decisions, i.e. augmented intelligence, aug augmenting intelligence using cognitive principles. So it's not that old sci-fi, it's gonna take over every human's job and replace <laughs> no. the humans with robots. It's the... Um, we're going to help the doctors make better decisions. Exactly. We're going to help the lawyers make better decisions. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Help the customer care organization, the reps, the managers deliver customer care more effectively. It's all about it's all about augmenting intelligence. Good Making deal. Better. Yeah. So why 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 all the excitement? What's what's happening that's new? So there's been a lot of change in the market, in the industry, in the technology over the last few years. Okay. Um, we have progressed. I mean, the, 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 our artificial intelligence, augmented intelligence, has exploded at an algorithmic level. Okay, at an algorithmic level, there have been some significant changes, significant, I'll call it enhancements, breakthroughs, especially when it comes to like deep learning, for example, that truly make these systems that are intended to augment human intelligence perform much better. We have multiple examples now on how Watson is being employed in customer care scenarios to truly improve customer engagement, improve call deflection rates and mm -hmm. chat deflection rates within contact center scenarios to improve field service technicians, techs that are sitting on, for example, rigs that could be in the middle of an ocean somewhere, improve their day jobs, improve tax professionals, we're helping you do, you know, right. your ever so fun, your ever so fun taxes in the U.S., um, which is uh, it's fun every day. Every day you have to go through that, but improve, improve not only just the accuracy of them, but also improve what you get out of them. Improve deductions, et cetera, et cetera. So it's so there's been technology breakthroughs and a lot a lot of change in the market that's that's driving this. So Adam, let's okay. stay on the whole technology piece, right? So if I have an application that I've wrote and it's cloud enabled, I've got it running in, let's say I've got it running even in IBM. Is it something that is easy to plug in cognitive capability into it? I, I would say 
I don't want to sugarcoat this. I would say the answer is no and yes. Okay, okay. and so let me from a explain let's, why. Let's look at first, right, from a developer, right? So if a developer is looking at this and has an application, it's a simple API, right? Okay, so let's yes. break it all down into its bare bones. It technically is. Our cognitive capability is an API that we're accessing to leverage a greater resource, for want of a better word. Yes. Okay. Simple answer is yes. And and the way IBM thinks about this, right, we are all about developer self-sufficiency, right? So, for example, we don't just invest in the APIs. We're investing in the tools to manage the APIs because we have to think about this from a lifecycle perspective, right? You know, cognitive systems <clears throat> are trained and then they learn. You need to have the ability or developers need to have the ability to configure, to adapt those systems, to improve the training over time as usage is as usage of the systems is, is, is conducted. We're all about putting that power into the hands of the developers. So, so yeah. Yeah, no, no, it makes complete sense, right? So to, to bring it into a real life example, Adam, let's say that, okay, here, here's, a, here's one for you, right? Maybe put you on the spot, but what's kind of one of the coolest examples you've seen where you went, wow, I never really would have thought you could use a cognitive capability there, but wow, they just went and done it and look, it's amazing. So I would say um, I could come up with a couple of fairly cool examples. I'll give you, I'll give you one of them. Um, there has been a significant amount of press on how telcos, um, telcos are starting to use cognitive systems in order to improve customer engagement. So for example, <clears throat> the ability to, the ability as a end customer to pay bills, to swap SIM cards, to change plans, to add insurance, to make insurance claims on devices, right? So using cognitive principles to enable that type of scenario, but chatting or messaging with a bot as opposed to talking to a human, okay? That's one example. I think another really cool example that comes up, it's come up time and time again, is think of now you're an individual that is like let's 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 pivot away a little bit from a contact center scenario and think of a a you are you are a level three um, engineer let's say you're a tech okay and you work for a company that sells B two B that sells via B two B means and they sell large equipment. Okay, let's just think of it as agricultural equipment, okay? And you want to find out, you want to look up things like repair history, you want to understand um, uh, tickets that have been previously opened to understand how to best service a, a very large piece of equipment, okay? That's another very good example, right? You can get pretty deep, right? So for example, a specific... Uh, indicator light, a specific indicator message, a specific, uh, could be rusting of a part that you see physically, bringing all of that together to get under, to understand how to most effectively service it. Those are some really cool examples on the, on the use or the employment of cognitive principles. But I, I but Ian, I really want to go back. I answered your question with no and yes, because you know, I don't want to leave everyone who's listening to this in the open on why I said no and yes. Yes, it's, it's simple. It, we, IBM's focus is to make it easy for developers 
uh, to, for developers to enable cognitive within applications. But the reason why I said no at the beginning is because you have to really think through upfront what you want to achieve as a business. What do you want to achieve using this technology, right? And then from there, exploit and design the solution effectively to actually achieve that business goal. You should, you know, just always start at use cases, start at what you started business results, and then employ the use of the APIs in order to achieve those results. All right, now that makes sense. And I, um, which kind of makes the, my next question kind of funny, because I have to figure out, I was going to say, what kinds of things can you do? What kind of cognitive things could I do? And the answer really is, in a sense, it depends on what my use case. Well, it depends. I got to work my way in from the outside. What do I really want to do? Yeah. Uh, so say I was a bank. Mm -hmm. Okay, what might I want to do if I were a bank with, uh, you know, I'm writing an application to deal with uh, users for a website. Yeah. So there could be, there could be, it could be a customer service application. It could be a support application, for example, to interface with users on the website. But you also have to think we have clients, we have clients within Watson who, who, who employ cognitive at an employee facing, in an employee facing environment. So for example, to enable branch employees to answer questions about about some of the bank's products, some of which, you know, there could be hundreds of products within a bank, right? So enable the employees in the bank to be able to effectively answer questions that people have when they walk into a mm. bank because mm. they don't know every intricate detail. So it, right? it, it helps them as they get asked by their customers. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Well, you know, I promised I'd come back to this. Yeah. Uh, so you're the director of offering management for horizontal apps. What now, is I, horizontal I know what app? director means, and I know what offering <laughs> management means. What in the? You know, give me an example. What's a horizontal app? Um, so a horizontal app. So you have to think of, um, think of them as indicative use cases, um, problems that we have seen many times over in in the market by our customers but we are enabling solution of those problems in a highly repeatable, uh, scalable fashion. However, they can be tailored for industries. No, that's loaded, but let me, let me give you a couple of examples that will help with this, okay? So Watson Virtual Agent, uh, it's based on Watson right. Conversation for short tail, as well as Watson Discovery for long tail scenarios. Um, and we are pre-training it for industry. You can extend that training for additional industries, yeah, okay, okay, and additional use cases within the industries, okay. So I could have a virtual agent for banking, a virtual agent for insurance, a, a virtual, virtual agent, agent for, for fill in the entertainment, exactly, Got okay. It. So another example is an emerging offering um, that we're looking to deliver, and it's called uh, Compare and Comply. There's been some press, you know, David was interviewed by Fortune, and he re and he represented this as well in his interview with Fortune. There are many use cases there. Think of a financial institution who is grappling with uh, regulatory scenarios, right? So they're looking at whether whether their policies are effectively addressing regulations that are available, right? Mm. So compare so and compare. compare. So compare and compare. Us about, against the rules. There you go. Understanding the regulations, but it's it's not just a simple diff. This is a semantic compare, right? It's understanding the regulation, understanding contracts understanding the work products that are behind the contracts. Are, are they in compliance or not, right? right? It's that type of scenario. There's so many scenarios, but they can be extended. You can extend it for insurance. Think about underwriting examples, right? So, so that's the whole notion of horizontal app, right? It's 
It's indicative use cases of the Watson platform that can be extended or augmented for industry verticals, for Sounds initial like industry fun. verticals. Yeah. You know, guys, so I can see sorry, Steve, but you know, as Adam is talking through all of this and you're listening, we're about listening to it, it's incredible to think the vast amount of possibilities you can do with it. And one of the things that that brings me back to Adam as well, and I'm sure you have this opportunity as well, but when you get in front of someone to talk about this, you get to the point where you're talking about it has endless possibilities and it's really difficult to pe keep, I guess, people on track and keep talking about what you're talking about in the room because your mind starts to drift and you start thinking, wow, I could do this and I could do this and the possibilities for it are... Yeah, absolutely. The possibilities for it are quite endless. And I mean, we have <clears throat> examples in many industries across many clients and many geographies and many languages, right? I mean, we have many examples of the use of Watson. I think like the mode that I take, the mode, that, the, the mindset that I take when I walk into a client, in some respects, I answered it in a little bit earlier here in this conversation too. And it's around, yes, the possibilities are endless, but just pick a couple and then start with a specific problem that we want to solve. Could be via a, a small app, you could A-B test it with a small population or a small set of use cases start small and then grow, right? Because you, you have to be mindful and thoughtful. You have to be mindful and thoughtful as you employ these principles in order for you to, to get the business results that you need within an organization. I would say that that's a very, that's a, that's a very big takeaway. I mean, I was, I was at a client last week and literally what we were talking about, we were talking about, <clears throat> we were talking about scenarios in the banking industry and how do you process just tables and documents, right? I mean, there are other examples of how do you, for example, um, how do you process, what, 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 what customer care scenarios do you want to go after first? Because customer care is so broad. You have B2B, you have B2C, you have in-store, in-branch, you could keep weaving through. Focus, right? Focus. So the key takeaway then, Adam, is start at the issue and work back. Yes. Okay. Start at the issue. Start at start at the pressing business issues and then work backwards. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Good deal. Hey, one last question. Yeah. So if I wanted to learn more about Watson and all of the great cognitive capabilities that are offered out, like say through the cloud platform, where would I start? So I think the best spot to start is ibm.com slash Watson. I think that is one of the best places to start. Okay. Simple answer. I mean, on there, there are case studies. You have the ability to access the APIs and just try. I mean, the APIs are all available um, via plans where you can truly develop applications now and just get started very quickly, right? We don't even, we have light plans that are available um, where you can get started almost immediately. Um, so, IBM.com slash Watson. I, I truly think that's one of the um, one of the best places. All righty, good stuff. Adam, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a blast. Um, and guys, for myself and Steve, thanks for tuning in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. Thanks. <laughs>